0: good morning everybody Um, thanks for tuning in to our podcast today Catherine and I are going to be going over some ed tech tools um, that hopefully we can use a little bit more in the future so Catherine let's hear about your tech tool today
1: thanks so I'm going to be talking about Google classroom and I'm going to begin by sharing my screen um, so this is Google Classroom. It is a great website too for both teachers and students to be able to participate in and to be able to give effective feedback um, back and forth. Um, as I was looking through some of the reviews, mainly on this website. It's called eLearning Industry, and it is about five years old, as you can t- tell. So after So I'm not sure how much has been updated since. I have not played around with it a lot, Um, but I have gotten to know it a little bit. Um, So from these comments and from personal experience, I have found that Google Classroom is a free website, which is really great for all students and teachers around the world. And because it is a Google Classroom, it, has many different languages and so that is great for your ESL learners um, trying to learn English as well as their parents who may not speak English as their prime language. Um, Let me go back to Google Classroom. Um, So Google Classroom, as you can see, you can have many different categories open if you're a high school student, you can have your different periods open so if you have like your first period second period and you can have all your assignments in that and c- not get confused with your different students and assignments um as i have said it's easy for feedback and easy to share um and it's only easy to share with the teachers if the students want to share with each other um they can do that but it's hard to do that anonymously so that's why Um, that may be hard and teachers, it's hard for them to go from once it's turned in to divvying out the assignments and sharing it anonymously. Um, As from their reviews and from personal experience, I've seen that it's easy for grading and due dates is pretty easy. Um, Another thing that is effective is that you can use it from different devices. As a teacher, you can get onto your laptop or computer at the school, as well as go home and use your own personal, or you can use your phone and there's a great app for it as well. So you can be wherever you want and access um, your class and your assignments wherever you want in the world. Um, as the um, website that I accessed earlier about the Google re- classroom reviews, um, there were a few disadvantages that I saw, and one is that it, only, it is Google, and so you can only use Google uh, sites, um, such as the websites, the Google Docs, Google Slideshows for assignments, which does limit students' ability to reach out and look at and um, have more experience with other websites that they can create and do projects on um as i was trying to look at it earlier it is difficult for parents to log on to this as well as a parent um i saw that there was a way but i could personally not figure that way out um so i thought that the best way for the teachers for the parents to also receive this information is just through an app a different app or to send a parents an email um, some different um, disadvantages that I saw from the reviews were that there were no automatic updates, so that the students might have to refresh the page if an assignment comes in or announcements comes in. Um, another one was that the teachers couldn't send out polls to the students, so if they just want to know anonymously, they could not do that. And then the last one that I saw was that there were no um, professional Google Classroom tutorials to understand a little bit more about it. Um, So those are a few disadvantages and advantages about Google Classroom. I personally have experienced this. My experience was throughout high school. Um, I liked it. I thought it was just a good system to know where all of my assignments were for each of my classes and to be able to know when is due, what is due at a certain time and to be able to get feedback from my teachers as well. Um, As this relates to some of the frameworks such as triple E and the TPAT, I thought under triple E it would go under expand because it allows students to be able to learn and grow both inside and out of classroom for most students because this allows them to be able to use the technology both inside and outside of the classroom. And it helps to create a bridge between the school and the life day, everyday life, and helps the students continue to build their skills. Um, only th- but that is only through the Google sites. Um, and then through the other framework of TPAC, um, I thought it fell under the TCK, which stands for Technological Contact Knowledge. And that is because I thought it helped in- enhance context through. Um, like some of the Google websites, their slides, and it is easy to share with um, the teachers and the students. So that falls into the frameworks um, under a rubric, um, such as um, like extend, effective, and enjoyable for all the kids, rating it from a one to five, five being great, wonderful, magnificent. Um, I thought extend was like a three to a four. Um, Because overall, I feel like as students, most of them are able to have um, the internet at home, but there are areas around the world that do not have that. So it would be hard for the students to have that, um, the expand, the extending, the both inside and out of classroom at home. Um, Effective, I gave that one a five because I was um, focusing the effective on the feedback. And I felt like from what I have viewed personally and what I have um, seen from the reviews is that the effect it's very effective to from the teachers to give feedback to the students um, and enjoyable both for the teachers and for the students. Um, I rated that also between a three and a four. Um, just because this is just a standard. Know when your assignments are no. Um, when the due dates are and turn them in. And this isn't um, such as games. We also practice your information. Yes, te- teachers can put on quizzes and different things that could be exciting for the students to be able to learn and grow through their um, technology. But the Google Classroom website itself, I don't feel like is that. So I gave that a rate of three to four. So overall, I feel like my personal rubric would be like a 12 to, 4, 12 to 13 out of 15. Um, so that is just a little bit about Google Classroom.
0: That's fantastic. Thank you, Catherine. Um, I just have a few questions for you. So um, obviously, it's, it's free, right? Google Classroom. Yes. Um. Are there any premium versions that that Google offers for for someone who wants to take it a little bit further?
1: Um, not that I could see, not that I have experienced, no.
0: Okay. Um. Yeah, maybe they they might come out with that in the future, but it's a pretty cool resource just for being being free. Um. My other question was, do you feel like um, do you feel like this? um this ed tech tool is for all students k through 12 or do you think there's like an age range
1: um i have personally seen it through all ages my younger siblings use it in middle school and um my and then there's a brother that uses it in high school so i've seen it through all ages um so i think you can use it through all ages but i feel like um, me personally, I might use it towards the middle section between like middle school and high school, hmm. just because it is just for assignments and just to turn in and to see their due date. Yeah. Well, all online.
0: That makes a lot of sense. That's awesome. So, uh, tell me for a second, what made you choose, um, these two frameworks? That you used. Um, why not use PickRat?
1: Um, I think you can also relate it to PickRat. Um, you can relate it to any framework. Um, but the ones that I chose were just to be able to like understand a little bit more. I wanted to understand a little bit more about Triple E and t-pack. Um I think going back to your PickRat, I think if I did relate it to that, I would put it in the middle um just because it doesn't go like far beyond but it isn't just like a
0: substitute yeah that's awesome um i really like that you you that you use t especially because um that one uh that specific framework um is really useful when when you're talking about um online learning systems like google classroom um, because you're you're not just creating grading, grading um, how clear the tool is but um how concise you can actually make the content on it too so um one of my last questions was did you find any research on like any studies done or or anything even by google that's done on google classroom that maybe there's not a lot out there
1: I didn't find any studies, but, but I did find quite a few reviews and I felt like a lot of the reviews were good, but I felt like some of them, they could have added this, you could add this, or I didn't like that.
0: Hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, I've heard that the reviews are really good for, for Google Classroom. Um, that's all my questions for now. So.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Jared. And I want to hear about your ed tool.
0: Yeah, let's um, squeeze on over. So you guys may not have heard of this one that I'm pulling up today. I'm going to show you a little bit about what they uh, what they call parlay. So parlay is a discussion ed tool um, for for classrooms where you, maybe you have some students that you just want to get a little bit more engaged Um, so i want to just go ahead and show you the main dashboard of parlay it's a really simple tool you can either start what they call a round table um, or you can browse what options they have so the whole premise of this tool is to get your students in a discussion online together so that they can um, so that they can increase their their ability to to explain the subjects that they're learning about and so that they can also develop some some really important social skills. So, if we click on this new round table button, we can actually go into our course and we can either do a live round table where we're in person and everyone has a computer at their at their school desks and and there's someone speaking live like in person but then all the other students are on their computer um, typing away notes and whatnot. The online option gives you the uh, opportunity to go on to their course list and click a topic that you want to talk about. You can make your own, but they have some really good selections. That I'm going to pull up here. Um, if it'll load, here we go. So let's say we're talking about president Jackson and Trump and how, how we want to compare them. You can pull this up and have your students answer some of these questions and, and, uh, and learn about the content. And then you can have an online discussion where each of the students right here, it says there's no responses, but each of the students will make some responses and they can talk to each other about it. Um, and once you're all done, then you have the opportunity to 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 do a summary. Um, just one second. Here we go. I'm trying to figure out how I can um, change some of my tabs on this Zoom. Let's go to the next one. So that's a little bit about what it is. They have a really neat uh, interface uh, with lots of options. Um, but let's talk about pricing. So the trial is free, you get about nine round tables to play around with it. Um, but in order to get the full effect, especially if it's gonna be something you're gonna use in your district, you can either get it for a full district at $3 a student, or you can just have four or five teachers use it in their classrooms for about $950. So you get unlimited round tables and unlimited students with that option but you only get five teacher licenses um, which kind of makes it difficult to to if you have more that are interested so it's a good price um I, I don't think that that's an unreasonable price for a powerful ed tech tool especially if you're wanting to use it every day um, or or at least once a week so here's a little bit more about how it works you send out a discussion prompt each of the students responds and then they give each other peer feedback And whether or not it's a live or uh, an online one, you can, you have different options um, about about challenging people's ideas, questioning them, building onto what they've said. Um, And one of my favorite parts of this whole thing is their data analytics. Um, At the end, they provide a lot of really neat graphs and visuals to show you how your students are interacting. So let's zoom in right here. If you can just barely, barely make out this little sliver between the blue and the black, you'll see that one of these students has only barely commented at all. And that his comment only went in one direction. And so this would be an area where a teacher would wanna jump in and talk to a student about. Um, the reason why I show you all these things is because uh, a really neat research uh, piece that I found that parlay did. That's full disclosure. Parley did this, and so it might not be <laughs> totally unbiased. Um, but they talked about a man named John Hattie, who c- conducted an, or overled and combined over 60,000 studies um, about what is effective in education. And he made a list of all the things that are most effective and uh and you can see them up here um that there were some items that were um this is the number of items on the y bar and on the x bar is the different um different degrees of effectiveness there were quite a few factors in education that just made a minimal difference there was a few factors that made a negative impact and there were a very few um factors in education that made a huge difference and so what parlay did was they they took these factors that were huge and and ran with them made an ed tech tool about it so the, one of the top ones was discussion and from their research it shows that they can improve parlay with parlay they can improve um, participation in discussion rates anywhere from 35 to 65 percent um, the average discussion rate, um, which is powerful because they've they've found all kinds of studies where discussion makes a huge difference. The next um, area that that they've really incorporated into this tool is scaffolding. They help students understand the content by just extending their their reach just a little bit more, making them kind of wrestle with some of the discussions that they're having. Um, they talk about learning goals. They establish learning goals through the content that they have. Um, and they help students establish what they want to learn about. The next one is feedback. It's really important for students to have feedback um, and they have done a very good job of, of, of teachers being on top of what the students are learning and giving them constant feedback about what they're thinking, what they're saying. Um, the next one is evaluation and reflection. Each student will be have the opportunity to, to see what they've done and how they've contributed and, and what they can do better. Um and the last one is collective teacher efficacy which honestly it just means that it's just how much the teachers believe that they can make a difference um, which is as you'll see the highest impactful factor in education parlay does a really cool job because they they have some features where the teachers can go on and do their own professional development and and most of that development is based around just helping them understand that they can make a big difference um so let's talk about how i reviewed it um i decided to use Pickrat and triple e just because i think uh both of those are are really useful frameworks when you're when you're talking about um when you're talking about just the straight efficacy of a tool um, w- without content and pedagogy and, and teachers being involved. If you're just straight looking at the tool itself, I think PICRAT and Triple E were, were the most useful because they divide they provide a really simple way to understand it. So PICRAT, um, I don't think that Parlay transforms any kind of ability that students w- would be doing. Um, so I don't think it would score a full T on PICRAT. I also don't think that it would full score a full C um, in in creating new things because really um, the students aren't making anything new, but I do think that it, it absolutely um, uh, amplifies the opportunity that the, that the students have and it makes them interact with the content a lot more. So it's a very good tool. Um, Triple E, I went onto the Triple E's website and Parlay scored a 72% score on, on how completely engaging and um, how much it enhances and how much it extends um, the information. So um, I, I'd say that that's a pretty good score. It, it's, on, it's on the end that we want. It's not, a, it's not a 90 or 100 like we'd be looking for, but um, I think it's cost effective um, for what it's worth. I went ahead and made my own rubric as you'll see here on how accessible Parlay is, um, how much it engages students, um, like how how long through the activity it engages and how efficient it makes the learning process. And I gave it an overall 12 out of 15 um, because it does make it just a little bit more efficient um, to learn definitely and it engages students a lot. I think that from the videos and reviews I've seen, it really gets the students excited to to discuss, um, which is something that you don't see in a lot of students nowadays. Um, the The one I gave only a three on was accessibility because there there is translation features on parlay, um, but it it would still be a little bit difficult for a, like ESL um, students to access. Um, it would be difficult for SES, low-income students, um, to access because you need a computer. You would have to have a laptop at school available to you. And if you're not in a district that offers a Chromebook to every student, or if you're not in a district where all the students are able to afford a laptop, then Parlay probably wouldn't be for you um, because you wouldn't be able to to get, help them all. Also, um, uh, blind students would have a very difficult time uh and some of the disabled students would have a difficult time using parlay but i think there are some special education students who would actually really love parlay because it would allow for example um hearing disabled students it would allow them the option to to discuss and and have a conversation with with their their classmates when they can't hear what's going on um so it's powerful in that way it can be a really neat tool um so so that's everything i had um, as far as Parlay went. Do you have any questions?
1: Awesome, Jared. I really liked your presentation about Parlay. I've never heard of it before, so it was great to be able to understand a little bit more about it.
0: Yeah. yeah I- oh. Actually, if I might make a quick point about that. So Parley, um, it just was released in January of 2020. So it's a really new um, ed tech tool that, that not a lot of people have heard of. Um, And so it's worth kind of looking into.
1: Awesome. Yeah, if you don't mind, I'll ask you a few questions. Um, To begin with, what age group do you feel like this is meant for?
0: So Parley um, actually has released a statement about that. They say that um, it's typically used in grades three through 12, um, which you can understand why. Um, I don't think that a lot of their content would be very understandable to a second grader or first grader. Um, and maybe even a third grader would have a hard time. A third grade teacher would have to really tailor um, how they use it, but it could be really neat resource for them. Uh, and I think it's interesting that they say through 12th grade, because I was thinking that this could be most impactful if it was used in a college setting um, or, or even in a, in a graduate setting.
1: I can totally see it being used in a college setting, especially since we've just come through a time where we are being doing school at home. I feel like it would be really effective during this time of just having these effective discussions about an important t- school topic. Yeah. Um, another question that I have for you is, do you think you would see yourself using this type of tool in the future?
0: So honestly, I am full bandwagon on 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 parlay. I would use it almost every day in my teaching because when I was in school, I didn't learn (laughs) I didn't learn a lot from just hearing a teacher lecture. And I learned the most when I got the chance to comment or or make a kind of teach my my fellow classmates about what I'm learning. Um, So I would want that for each of my students. In fact, parlay does a really good job of of and bringing in those students that don't like to talk as much um, there's even some little features where the teacher and the students can nudge other people um, like with a little nudge feature kind of like poke on Facebook to get them to talk more um, and uh, there's a lot of like cheering <laughs> there's like some cheering and some um, some dislike buttons and stuff like that that can hopefully students wouldn't use the dislike button that often but those can all help
1: Awesome. I feel like I was one of those students that was really quiet, and so I feel like that feature would be really good for me, just to like say something but not say it in front of everyone.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. Really on on Parlay, you if you're one of the quieter students, you can still make your your voice heard by just putting in little comments about what people have said um, on Parlay when they're talking. They might be talking, but you might be writing about what they've said. So.
1: That's quite cool. Um, another question I have for you is how do you think teachers and students could use this to their best ability? You've talked about this a little bit, but how do you think you, how would you want to be, how would you want this tool to be used?
0: It's a really good question actually. Um, I like Parlay because it's so diverse. Um, Sometimes it seems a little bit overwhelming because you don't know what you would do in it, but that's why I like the library that they give you. They give you a library of all these different options. All you have to do is click a button, send your students there, and they have a discussion. Um, if you're scared, if you don't know how to do it um, then, then you can use it that way. But for more of the, some of the teachers who are really ambitious and who can understand the tool, they can make their own discussion boards with their own insightful prompts and, and, uh, and discussions. And I think that another thing that needs to be said is that teachers will have to be, to be engaged with their students as well. They'll need to be paying attention to what students are, are talking and contributing and, and which ones aren't. Um, because if you really wanna like, benefit from that engagement factor, you need to enforce, not enforce, that's a bad word, but you need to encourage and, and help along that engagement, especially for those students who might get a little distracted.
1: Great, um, I just have a, lot, a few more questions. Um, one is, can you, is this an app? And if so, can you use it for like different devices?
0: Oh, that's a really good question. So it's best used on just like a simple laptop or a Chromebook um, and they haven't extended it to, to like mobile devices yet. Um, but I think that if they took it in that direction, it would, it would, uh, it would be a little bit more accessible but it also might be a little bit more hard to engage. So if they did that, I think the accessibility would go up, but the engagement would go down.
1: And one final question is, what I understand from Parley is that it's only between parents and students, sorry, teachers and students, it's not necessarily for teachers, is that correct?
0: Um, that's right, teachers, Because they have an account, if there was one teacher who wanted to host a discussion, they can invite the other teachers on as students in the discussion. Um, Is that kind of what you're asking? Um, Can students hold a discussion board with other teachers? Or can teachers hold discussion with other teachers?
1: Kind of. And and also, this is only for the teacher to student, not the parents. And parents aren't allowed in.
0: Oh, okay. So how are parents involved? Um, so yeah, I haven't actually seen them have any parent interaction yet. Maybe that's a feature that they need to add. Um, I think that the parents can access any of the students accounts, um, and they would be able to watch them and be with them during their discussions when they're, when it's used at home. Um, but yeah, for the most part, it would be, um, mainly access just with the parent. Or with the students and teachers.
1: Great and those are all my questions for you. Um, I hope everyone enjoyed listening and um, hearing more about um, the TED tools of Parlay and Google Classroom and I hope you're able to get a better understanding of these tools and be able to use them in your future classrooms as well.